0: Broadcast. Hello again. It's been a while. We've missed you, but we're back better than ever. The Stuffy's Broadcast. Hey, you stole my line. Oh, I'm sorry. Eh, whatever. Episode 1, Season 3, How Pencils Are Made. Hi, I'm Beanie Bear, short for birthday Beanie Bear if you forgot. And I'm Fuzz. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to the Snuffies Stuffies Broadcast. Podcast. Hi listeners, it's so good to be back. We're changing it up this season, so every episode is dedicated to a certain topic. Today, it's how pencils are made. We choose pencils because they are very common. That is on point. <laughs> I know, right? And Have you ever wondered how this awesome tool was made? Tell us! There are about 1.5 billion pencils made in the United States every year. Today, China makes a lot of our pencils. But pencils were not always made there. These common writing instruments have a fascinating and rich history. In addition, as with all inventions, there are many origin stories and many ways to tell the stories, and here's our version. One of the most essential events to the pencil's history was when graphite was discovered around 1564 in England. Legend has it that one day in 1564, the wind knocked a tree over and near the roots of the tree, there was a pile of graphite. That location in England would become a graphite mine. And yes, it is true that pencils are not made of lead. Say it with me, you Bear. Pencils are not, not made, made of lead. lead. Perfect, they are made of graphite. People think it is made of lead because the Latin word for it is plumbago, which means resembles lead or axelite lead, even though graphite was not lead. eventually <laughs> the Latin word got shown to just mean lead, which is not true. Moving on, the first people to use it were shepherds who used it to mark their sheep. Bah. Bah. I assume they used it to distinguish which sheep was which. It's like your sheep one and your sheep two. Come <laughs> <So> on. <laughs> yeah. Eventually pencils were used by people other than shepherds. In seventeen ninety five, another major development happened. Dun 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 <gasps> Great Britain and France were at war with each other, so the French could not borrow the British's wonderful graphite. As a result, Nicolas Jacques Conte came up with his own formula for graphite. He added clay, water, and graphite together to make the perfect combination of graphite for a pencil to write with. That combination is widely used today. Speaking of which, did you know that there is enough graphite in a pencil for a pencil to write a line longer than 700 miles? Wow, Lee, that's a super long line. However, the pencil tip might break if a person was drawing that super long line. Oh yeah, that happens to me a lot when I journal or doodle. Yep, which takes me to the next point. Pencil's grading, or the hardness of a pencil's tip. You might have heard the term, number two pencil, such as when a teacher says, get out your number two pencils because we are having a pop quiz. Yay! (laughs) 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 But do you know what the number two actually means? I don't. (laughs) Well, according to the NPR podcast, The Remarkable History of the Humble Pencil, it says that there are four types of hardness for pencils. Number one is the softest, while number four is the hardest. Number one pencils smudge too easily, while number three pencils have points that break too easily since the graphite is hard. So the compromise is the wonderful number two pencil. There are also other ways of judging how hard a pencil is, such as using H for hardness and B for how much graphite is left on the paper when you write. Wow, that sounds very specific. I know, right? An interesting fact is that people used. People used to use stale bread for their erasers. Really? Yep, this is before people realized how to make rubber. Also, another interesting component of pencils is their paint. If it wasn't for the yellow paint, they'll just be brown. Also, they might they might give you splinters. One of my favorite pencils has hearts on the outside. What about you, Baby Bear? What does your favorite pencil look like? Well, one of my favorite pencils is like a green camouflage kind. Nice! Back in the 1800s, yellow was the most expensive and hardest color to paint, so the finest pencils were painted yellow. Now, however, many pencils, cheap or not, are painted yellow. Correct! Thanks to Joseph Dixon, pencils are now cheaper. In 1847, Joseph Dixon opened a pencil factory in Jersey City, which is in the U.S. He wanted to make pencils cheaper. His factory ma- became the first to mass produce pencils. So more people can use pencils. Yay! And you might have seen his lasting efforts today. If you've ever picked up a pencil that says Dixon Ticonderoga on it, it's made by his company. Isn't that crazy? It is. And that is how we've got our magnificent pencils with no stale bread erasers. Woohoo! <laughs> Okay, now we're moving towards the the behind-the-scenes of a pencil factory. We're not historians anymore! We're scholars! Which is kind of a fancy way to stay, teachers. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, let's start the recipe to pencils. First, the makers combine graphite, clay, and water together. Once they're done mixing, they use molds to shape it into long-cylinder shapes. Most people think that pencils have lead in them, but as we already learned, that's not true. My mind was blown. Mine too. Anyways, then they put a lot of pressure to make the core more solid. It's still a bit wet at this point, so they then dry it. Next, they heat it up a little bit. Oh, and to make color pencils, they basically color dye the graphite and clay. Pretty simple. Furthermore, the makers have to put the wood coverings on. First, they use a saw and make an indent in the middle of the wood. Following that, they put the graphite and clay into an indent. With some glue so it'll stick. Yes, definitely. After that, they put another wood carving over it. So, it's wood, insides, and then more wood. Kind of like a wood sandwich. Although, I definitely won't want to eat that. <laughs> yeah, that would be gross. Finally, they cut the wood sandwich into pencil shapes. To paint the outside of the pencil, the producers would run it through paint. And sometimes pencils are pre-sharpened. Ooh la la. (laughs) The makers do this with special machines. The machines are similar to like big round saws and they move really fast. They run it on the tip of the wood. And that's how they make a super sharp pencil. Wait, but how do they put the eraser on? And how do they make an eraser? Dun, 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 dun! Well, that's a story for another time, Fuzz. it's with rubber. No, it's way more complicated than just that. But that's a one-sentence summary. Oh, well, that's a good one-sentence summary. Okay, that's it for Scholar Bee Bear. And Scholar Fuzz. Out! graphite for pencils was found in the 1560s. Nicholas Draux Conte made the perfect clay, water, and graphite formula in 1795. And in 1847, Joseph Dixon opened his factory that produced many pencils. We also learned that to make pencils, you use graphite, clay, and water, but not lead. You also have to glue pieces of wood around the graphite. And finally, you have a rubber eraser on top. They also have different textures, such as number 2 or 2B. Was that a pointless summary? Nope, I think it was a sharp idea. If you have any suggestions for podcast episodes, please put them in the feedback slash podcast question of the month Google Form. Can I tell you a joke to close us out? Sure, Beebear. Bear. Oh, sorry, I can't. It wasn't too big! <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the ways to measure a pencil's texture. Oh wow, you can never stop with the puns. <laughs> we'll see you next time on the Stuffies Broadcast! Fuzz! Beebe! Beebe! Bee bears. bears. This episode was written by two creative and spunky beanie bears that don't chew on their pencils, who sharpen their pencils until they are stubby, and who enjoy writing. Thank you to NPR Ed for making the podcast episode of Trace the Remarkable History of the Humble Pencil. Also, thank you to the Ted Ed video, Why the Pencil is Perfect, for correcting us on our pronunciations. Thanks to Fiber Castell for the video, How We Make Pencils. Also, thank you to BrainPickings.org, Museum of Everyday Life.org, Britannica, and Mystery Science for helping us sharpen our knowledge on pencils.